This week on the Roommates Podcast. We're looking for a character instead of values. We're looking for mm. a look. Someone, wow. it's like a, tro- it's really like a trophy. Who will my friends look at and they're, and the way they come across mm. validate me? Mm. Like who gotcha. will make me look better? Yeah. Because it's at the end of the day, they're looking for someone to improve their social status. Mm. They're not looking for the values. Yo, what's good, America? It's your boy, Hafiz. We're the start of the show, baby. Yep. 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 And yep. Welcome to another episode of the Roommates Podcast. What up, people? What's up? What's good? A late night conversation taking you behind the scenes of becoming, featuring all the interesting people, perspectives, and conversations you'd experience on the way. Yep. Also, also known as the best hour of your week where you are. Entertained. Like a stand-up. Educated. Like a TED Talk. And enlightened. Like a sermon. Boom, 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 boom. Welcome. Welcome back. What's up? What's good with you? <laughs> Man, we're back. Why are you smiling like that? Oh Why are you so happy? Who's making you happy? Oh my God. You always do stupid stuff. You gotta stop, bro. You gotta stop. You're glowing. <laughs> oh my God. Go ahead. I what? hate what wait, you... Wait, 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 oh wait, wait, wait. What's Here her name? Here he goes. Here he goes what's again. Her, what's her name? Here he goes again. Yes? Talk to me, bro. What's her name? Yeah, why are you glowing? What's her name? Her name is every girl in the world. Okay. <laughs> Every girl in the world. Remember that song? I do. That was a classic. Yeah, it Young was. Money song. Young Money. Very, Gosh. very I'm misogynistic. Like, I don't have thick red bone. Very misogynistic <laughs> song in 2018. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let that song come out. Oh, my God. <laughs> they would be crucified. Yeah. Yeah, they can't have that song right now. What's been, what, so what's been going on, man? What's, what's been Shoot, new in life? Man, just taking it one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to f- make sure I'm doing well in all areas yeah. of my life. Um, I think the biggest thing was like this past week. It's like Bible study was really good, mm. really good. Our, our accountability gets really insane, bro. Like oh, the way wow. we just say stuff, it's yeah. just like it's like we like it's like we're like we're confessing, but it's like we say in a joking way that it's like a comfort level. Like we can yeah. do this. Yeah. Like it was it was just crazy. Um. And I think the biggest, like, the biggest, like, we we're, we're, we decided to do um, scripture memory this week. Okay. Um, and we went over one verse um, in Titus that I thought it was really um, good for, for not only for myself, but for um, current men of today. It's mm-hmm. Titus 2, 11 through 12. So we're trying to remember this verse. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. Yeah. You heard that before? Yeah. No, that's what, I like that. I like that whole... That, little, Titus, that Titus 2 <sighs> that Titus reminds two, me of Ephesians 2. Oh, my God. I'm telling you. That, that I mean... It, it kind of like the same pattern. It's the same pattern. And yeah. especially with... Um, especially, I think it's good. It's like if they're sharing some of the stuff that we all been learning... And they had that scripture member like memorized. It's a good way to remind themselves, you know, like just the salvation, the grace that we are. Hey, welcome. What up? You want to hop on the mic, cuz? No. Psalms here. We are recording, but it's gonna be on it on the, on the on the thing. So, yeah, what's good? What's up, people? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's um, bro. I'm a little exhausted, man. Uh, this is uh, the roommates podcast. Correct. Wow. Uh, what are you guys talking about? We was talking about uh, Titus two eleven through twelve. Let me uh, go ahead and read that, bro. Let me go yeah. ahead and read that. But yeah, I think it's a, it's a great way to uh, to memorize um, just what God has done for us, and then also um, it's like the reason what you know what Christ did for us on the cross. We should actually live in a certain way and act mm-hmm. a certain way and be disciplined, self controlled. And here's the reasons why: um, because we have to be the example, the window to God, um, and our lives have to reflect what he done to us. So I think it's it's a perfect verse for um for us, for men, and I think it would be really good for us. Cool. I like the the importance of self control. I think that's something in which as a man you gotta really, really develop because one of the challenges is you're so driven by passion and feelings. Yeah, exactly. And the testosterone and all the testosterone. crazy hormones raging throughout your body. And so as a guy, you have to learn the ability to say no. To say no. And that's and that's a big challenge. No, nah, Titus 2, 11 through 12, blood. Much yeah. better. Yeah. Um, I th- yeah, like I said, I thought it was just, just a great verse um, for us. Like something, and it's not too bad, it's not too long, yeah. you know, that, that we can memorize. I think we uh I think I memorized it in, in college, but I kinda of forgot. Mm. Um so it's a good reminder. So So this week is the halfway mark of the year. Year. Right? And I was reflecting on Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking, <laughs> reflecting. I was reflecting on the 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 whole year and mm-hmm. just reflecting on just the uh, the progress, the path and the patterns of I think it's the other one. If you're trying to, no, it's, all, 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 it's uh, on mute. It's already on mute. How you gonna turn the volume? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> but um, so I was just reflecting on that, and I was thinking that grading your year, examining it so far, so that you can move forward mm-hmm. into the next year. So my question to you is. How would you grade your year overall so far? Overall so far? Um, that's wild. That's a good question. I don't know. I would say, huh, I'm a naturally hard on myself. I would say probably C plus to a B. Mm-hmm. Um, just like with some of the things that I've been going through in a way that if I would have went through these through these problems, through these issues five years ago, I would have reacted a completely different. Good or bad? Like bad. Like I would have been like, if I would have, like some of the stuff that like I found out or been going through, if it would happen five years ago, I had a negative response mm-hmm. to it. And, and you know, so I, I see signs of maturity. I see signs of growth. Um, uh, and there's it's some things that, that I can be that I can be proud of, and you know, like like with the short film help, like I'm I'm genuinely proud of that, the impact that we had, you know. So I can't take that lightly. Um, um, the way the success of the podcast is going, you can I can't take that lightly. Work, um, I mean, overall, like I said, I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm in the in a terrible place. Um, I mean, there's still a lot more room to grow. But I feel like I'm 
trending in the right direction. So I would say um, C plus to a B, you know, but it's, I mean, I can definitely continue to uh, get better uh, for the remainder of the year. What would you say is your greatest area of strength and the area in which you need the most improvement? Greatest area of strength, I would feel like, um, hmm, I feel like adaptability. I feel like I always just adapt to what's going on in my life and, you know, be be positive about it and really try to uh, try to make the most out of it. Greatest area of growth, um, I would say, I will always say spiritual, but I think more of, I think I think I gotta continue with identity. I guess I think I said this on a podcast before. Um, I let, I feel like I let certain people or some people give me my identity and whatever people say about me or, or think about me. That's why I believe rather than what God says about me and what the Bible says about me. Um, so it's kind of like I have to really continue to build that identity part up and not give so you know so many people that much power over me if if they're mad at me then I'm super disappointed in myself and they're really happy with me then I feel like the best man in the world so it's kind of like you know that balance where I can't I can't give some people that that power over me no that's good and I and I challenge all the listeners to do that to go ahead and begin to reflect on the year like I said for a lot of people we begin with our New Year's resolutions and our goals and all the things that we're striving to do. And then by the halfway point of the year, we lose track of those things. And then we begin to lose track on like our emotional, physical and spiritual well-being. And it's so important to stop and pause and to really see that, okay, I need to grow here and I need to make changes here. Instead of waiting until 2019 Mm -hmm. to make these changes, you go ahead and strive to make those changes today. And so I think it's good that you're, able to reflect on it also it's also really good that you're seeing your areas of weaknesses which i think is the most important thing so you can be able to build upon them no i can definitely always find my area of weaknesses uh, yeah. yeah i mean it's your turn you ain't about to just uh slide through so what you what? I, I yeah i do you i use neg- I negativity for, i don't know how that makes no sense though useful negativity <laughs> what the crap Yeah. Sam said I have to be real and look at the bad and most people only look at the good and ignore the bad. And yeah. It's a good thing that I can see the bad therefore I can continue to be better and become good. Right? Okay. He said yes. Overall, I would I think it's like probably like a D minus overall this year wise. I think that uh, Yeah, it's definitely below, below 2.0. So definitely 1.7 Definitely on academic probation, but I think I think the I see year, people come back from academic probation. Huh? Just saying, I'm just saying. I see oh, yeah, people no, come back from. No, academic. I've definitely seen it happen as well, and I think the reason why I gave it a D minus or 1.7 on the 4.0 scale is there's a lot of mental things I haven't a I haven't been able to really overcome this year. Not a mental thing. Yeah, and I think that. For a lot of people, I live my life on a different, with different expectations, and I'm okay with it. That's one thing I've realized. Mm-hmm. Like, I realize that everybody like plays and lives your life on easy, and and when life goes on hard, they get really frustrated and upset because mm-hmm. they want things to be easy. 
Mm-hmm. And then I realized I don't care about it being easy anymore. Mm-hmm. Like for so long, I wanted things to be easy. I'm like, okay, I want, I want, I want, not that I want life to be hard, but I want life to be on whatever level to throw at me. And mm-hmm. I want to be able to flourish regardless. Gotcha. You know, so like I don't want to play 2K on rookie and get 110 points and blow you out and be like, I'm a superhero. Yeah. You know, I want to be playing on whatever the highest level is. I want to be playing on all Madden, mm-hmm. you know, and be, and be in a fight but know I have a chance because I have developed the skills necessary to be able to overcome through any obstacle. Yeah, you went to two different games. Though. Yeah, no, I just, I, all, I, all mad I just jumped. I just jumped. I didn't know what it was like on 2K. It's so like I just legendary had to, or something like that. Yeah. On like LeBron status. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for me... To, it definitely ain't dirt status. Yeah. Head I, I, he I, know, I, he's, he's a legend for a year. Yeah. He's in nobody's top 20. So yeah, so I think that's one of the that's one of the 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 challenges of the year. But shut, shut up, Sam. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's that's something something positive. Um, I think I'm starting to learn how to really. I'm starting to learn the difference between perseverance and delusion a little bit better. Perseverance and delusion. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk more about that in a couple of weeks. They're kissing cousins. We'll talk and we'll talk more about that in a couple of weeks. Perseverance and delusion are kissing oh, since cousins. Since we, can we can we pause to get Sam on the mic? Sure. I want I want to hear he has to come on the mic. We're gonna pause. Well, wait, 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 wait. Let's um wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's, let's finish this one and then we can just record one with him. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so yeah, so that's that's kind of where that's kind of where I've been, but like I said, I think that I think the encouragement to everybody and all the listeners is I want I want all the listeners to really not just understand, but also to be proud of where they've come, mm-hmm. but at the same time know where they're trying to go. And I think this week's episode is going to be a really good self reflective oh, opportunity good for them really to good. think back yep. and to get better because that's the whole goal of this mid year re- review. So. Mm-hmm. Without further ado, let's go ahead and bring in our guest. Man. Excited about her. It's going to be amazing. The legend. The legend herself. And we'll be back. Okay, okay, okay. We are back. (laughs) We're back, guys. I'm excited. I'm indeed excited as well. (laughs) It's been a very long time. Been six months. Been six months. It went by quick though. It did go by very <laughs> fast. As you get older, we were just in that coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And um, you know, I like to put you on the spot. <laughs> why? <laughs> I don't understand. So, why. would you like to do the introduction for not even our newest roommate, yes. but our old favorite, reliable, mm-hmm. consistent, amazing, reoccurring roommate who mm-hmm. has just joined us? Today, yes, this woman, yes. <laughs> she has been uh, more than she knows, been very helpful in both of our lives. Of course, um, not only in our lives, but our, come on, Hafiz, what's up with you, bro? <laughs> so what's interesting? Sorry about that, cutting you off. But every four hours, I remind myself to pray, and I and like to pray about my identity because mm-hmm. what that's, happens that's is, very what happens is like halfway throughout the day, I like get back into old habits or get mad or like mm-hmm. something happens and then I resort back to like old bad habits. Gotcha. So I give myself reminders every four hours to pray 
to remind myself who I am. And so that's what the alarm just went off. Oh, what do you think, boy? What do you think? Okay, you know, I just, I just wanted to give you guys a nugget in case you guys want to add that to your life. Pray, prayer is, prayer is great. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I forgot what I was saying. No, um, like, like us, our listeners, um, really, really enjoyed the podcast, um, that this woman was on. Uh, she is very expensive. Number yes, one. <laughs> yes, 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 very yes. expensive. But she is a great help. Mm. She is a blessing to the society. She does good work, and I think she she knows what she brings. And to to come to our, our podcast and to give our listeners into us this free platform, it just shows the heart that she has. Um, so I'm excited, grateful, yes. and blessed to have Mary Jo back on the podcast. Yes. Thanks, you guys. I feel like I'm going to cry. Don't, don't I cry. like don't you cry. guys. I, I like your you guys, but most of all, I like your mission. Mm. And I feel privileged to be a part of it and honored to be a guest today because we got so many great comments. And mm. the viewers and the listeners who replied last time really help me. They help mm. me help more people. And sometimes you can do therapy and you can talk to people. But when you get feedback about where people are in their life and you're able to listen to them, mm. then I think what happens is the feedback is a gift for you as well. So mm -hmm. I hope all of the listeners and um, viewers today will really give back again by mm -hmm. just letting us know where they are, what they need more of, because mm -hmm. that's easy to do. It's e always easy to give more help if you know where a person's at. It's harder if they hold it in mm -hmm. and maybe feel, feel a little more self-conscious. So I'm hoping we can just be vulnerable mm -hmm. and um, real with ourselves, kind of lighting a path for people to be imperfect mm -hmm. because no one is imperfect. And yeah. it's that challenge to to get better that I think is the true essence of all of life. Wow. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> like, a, like a poem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, but, it really is, yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But so for all of our listeners who have not had the privilege of being introduced to Mary Jo. She was on episode 52 of our podcast and mm -hmm. she came at the beginning of the year to really establish health, mm. healing, yep. and a great start to the year, which we wanted everybody to have. Yep. And that's why we're just so thankful for what you blessed us with and the amount of our listeners who are really thankful as well. But one of the things that happens is we all start the year off well with our New Year's resolution. Mm -hmm. You know, 20... Not 18, new year, new me. Positive vibes yeah. only, you know, all that. <laughs> well, it's cooler yeah, too, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you're a little bit more motivated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like everybody starts, it's like a race. I'm going to go to the gym. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to eat, eat better. Yeah. I'm going to pray more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, everybody starts off the year, right? Like a race. Like at the beginning of a race, everybody's at a starting point. Everybody looks good. Yep. But then eventually what happens is, like any marathon, they'll busyness of life hits mm -hmm. the stresses of life hits mm -hmm. the sun hits and yep. all these things happen and slowly but surely that enthusiasm that excitement that vigor you had at the very beginning that vigor what <laughs> begins to dissipate you know as you begin to progress throughout the year and like with all the things going on in society with all the school shootings and the suicides and the mental health crisis and the immigration and the political stuff and the culture war and all these things going on in society. I feel like a lot of people right now are, um, well, let's just say 
at times I felt overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine mm-hmm. other people may feel overwhelmed and are, are just trying to like get done with the year, you know? Right. And but what I remembered about that was that's how we were in 2017. You know what I mean? Like yeah. 2017, it was yeah. all about let's just oh my gosh. Uh, the president got elected. Oh my gosh, Hurricane Harvey. Oh, like all these yep. things happen. Everyone, let's just get to 2018. Mm-hmm. And now it's 2018. Oh my gosh, like so. Yeah. I'm like, instead of hitting the gas right. to always get to the right, the next destination, let's try to somehow be present today and experience he- healing today. And so, I kind of want to use this as like a mid year review, not just mm. a mid year review, but also like a mid year recovery. Yeah. For our peep, for our listeners, and also for ourselves, because I feel like that's time out. Time out. Yeah, time out. Yeah, like a reset. I, you know, it's so interesting because I think what I see professionally and in, and in my own life too, we're all reacting. Mm. Like we see something and we go after it. Mm. Like you know, I we see a shooting. Oh, they should be punished. Yeah. Mm. They should be. You know, we should hate them. We should exclude them. We call them bad guys. We we start casting judgments instead of really stopping and listening. What is that person telling us about their life? How crazy was their life? Mm. And I think we're going to all learn more if we can just stop the madness in our head. And so when someone says, I want to reboot, I want to... I want to restore, I want to revive my resu- my New Year's resolutions. The first thing I'm going to encourage them to do is slow down. Mm. When I'm crazy with thoughts in my head, I cannot stop. I am just like a mad woman. <laughs> when I take time to, what you did, interrupt something with a prayer, with a reminder, I'm going to pray. Put an app on your phone that's a meditative one, you know, simple habits or something like that that you can stop the world for a moment and breathe and kind of reset where you're going. Mm, That's Mm. really good. That's really good. So being a therapist and constantly having to deal with the souls and the well-beings of other people, obviously you're not legally or even personally desiring of sharing personal information about the people you're having um, these sessions with. Mm-hmm. But what has been your overall assessment of the emotional um, and the emotional climate of people you've encountered and also what you've assessed the emotional climate of the culture today? I think we're all afraid. Mm. Mm. I think we're terrified. And I think that uh, media, and I am in media, so I don't say that loosely, media and the political climate and um, and everything else around us, everyone is terrified of losing. They're terrified of not being good enough, mm. not feeling loved enough, mm. um, and being abandoned. And I know myself when I'm reacting, I if I look at what's going on in my head, I'm fearful of something. I'm going to lose a job. I'm going to lose my um, credibility. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lose a practice. I'm going to lose a patient. Or what? Or I'm going to lose, you know, my marriage. I'm going to lose a relationship that's important to me. All those things are, are things that people have, that people cover with other stuff. 
They might buy a great car. They mm. might um, buy something for their relationship. They might put their money in looking better, treating their friends, doing all these things as an assurance that they won't lose. But in the end, even if you lose those those things that you're so terrified of losing, you would still you would still be you. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think this this season is so important because you're allowing yourself to really lose your own stability when you give yourself um, when you give your mind room for fears, room for bigotry, room for judgmentalness, room for hatred. And I just want to remind people that we're into summer. Summer's the highest time for suicide. And suicide is coming from anger. Mm. And anger is coming from hurt Mm. and a sense of loss. So one way that I'm trying right now to um, reboot is I'm looking for opportunities to help, to bridge, to fill in gaps that people have a sense that it's empty for them hmm. because because we're all connected and if you don't become a bridge you're going to become an end basically wow so one of the questions that that popped up in my head to what you were standing now is and you kind of kind of already answered it was like what's some of the ways that you are telling your clients um mm-hmm. to be that bridge you know is it helping people? Is it, you know, talking to whatever conversations? Or like, what's some of the mm-hmm. tactics that some of our listeners and, and Hafiz and I can, like, yeah, we, we have fear. We are angry. We are frustrated. We are hurt. Mm-hmm. So what's some of the ways we can get over that? Well, the number one way not to is to give more money mm-hmm. or to give something that is superficial and not going to help anyone. Gotcha. When you give a person on the street money, you are get most likely giving them a way to get advice that they, they absolutely cannot get off of. Mm-hmm. It is much better if you could pull over, take them food if they're mm-hmm. really hungry, or just spend time, maybe shake their hand, mm-hmm. maybe tell them you're here for them. But you don't, it doesn't mean that you approve of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. It means that you understand that they are connected Mm -hmm. and they are not well. Because people that are well don't stand on a street corner Mm -hmm. and risk their lives like that in Mm -hmm. the hot sun. It's not, and I think just looking for that in, in myself when I'm feeling lonely Mm -hmm. or fearful I don't want somebody to give me something. Mm-hmm. I want somebody to call me mm-hmm. or just say, hey, I was thinking about you. That will buff me up for days. Mm-hmm. If somebody just thinks about me, you can do it with a text or an email. Yeah, I think that's big. Um, something that we have we have seen just with um, our last project being mm-hmm. a short film and that being on mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have noticed that we try to make it imperative in our lives to always check up on our friends um, and ask those tough questions like and, and be vulnerable 
Um, and, and same way through our listeners, we we always say we're an open door if they ever mm-hmm. want to talk. Um, but I know it's it's easier said than done because, like you said, it's so much easier to run to vices and right. to uh, you know stay in the in the dark and like find whatever is comfortable uh, to you. So like, what are some of like the dangers of you know running through those vices, running to that comfort and that uh, isolation that some people may be in? Well, I think the the biggest vice is it doesn't do anything except um, underline the fact that you're a failure. Mm. And that's how people take it. One of the reasons, you know, we were talking, um, I was with a, a group of psychologists, and we were talking why why the majority of the shooters are men. And they were so surprised, like, what are we doing? I mean, I don't find that surprising at all. Hmm. We have not given men a a atmosphere or a or a platform to be vulnerable. vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We have not taught men that when they're feeling down, they can reach out to other men mm-hmm. without looking weird. Gotcha. We have taught men when you are down or you are rejected, the people you go to is a woman. Mm-hmm. And that is not where a man should go when he's feeling down or neglected mm-hmm. because he doesn't know how to be vulnerable without hooking up at that time. Gotcha. He's lonely mm-hmm. and he's thinking, oh, this is an opportunity. I'm going to hook up because he wants to be a man. Yeah, he wants to feel... He wants yeah. to feel masculine. Mm-hmm. And he, and this is what he was mentored to do, to to have sex with women, because that's what a real man does. But a real man doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. And we have to help men understand men, when they're down, need to be able to talk to another guy who won't make them feel weaker, Mm -hmm. who will be able to be honest and look them in the eyes and say, you know what? I've had this time. I've been like you. Yeah. I feel like you. I'm not saying women can't do that, Mm -hmm. but women are not the... Women are not the first line that a man should go to when he's broken. Mm. He a, should. No, I'm sorry for cutting you no, off. I just I was just no, thinking about no, it. Cause, uh, uh, but uh, that was that was so good, and I and I've and I've really been wrestling with that um, idea because for so many women, because I, I was having this conversation with a girl. Side note, but I'm gonna bring it back, and she was explaining how like. Men, she was talking, telling stories about how men hurt women a lot. Yes. And um, she was like, why do men always do that? I said, well, in reality, women hurt men a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Not denying that men don't hurt women. Yes. But what happens is men don't vocalize it. And when a man is hurt, instead of expressing himself the way a woman would do, like you see like TV shows, like like the, the daytime TV shows yes. and talk shows, and they write books and they'll talk to their girlfriends and have like all these like like social type of conversations in which they're expressing their feelings and being vocal and vulnerable about it, which is a great thing to do. But men will then use actions, exactly. whether that's violence, whether that's substance abuse, whether that's sex. They will, And that's how they will begin to um, attempt to create their own form of therapy, right. which is through these actions. And men don't have these healthy avenues to be able to sit down and to say, I'm hurt. I'm not doing well because we've created a culture in which if you're a boy, boys don't cry. Exactly. If you're a man, men don't, men will figure it out. You're yeah. a guy, figure it out. You know, you get it together. And 
I've and like we have no sympathy and even greater than that even men have no empathy for other hurting men and they're terrified them, Hafiz yeah. uh, there's nothing more terrifying to a guy than having another guy say say I'm hurting they have no idea what to do what will they do they'll slap you on the back say let's have some beers you need <laughs> to go get laid yeah that's mm-hmm. what they typically yeah. say all three of those things are self-destructive to a man's sense of self, his yeah. sense of worth. So he will hook up with a woman. And because relationships are so intense for women, the romantic part, mm-hmm. he will hurt the woman. He mm-hmm. has no choice. Yeah. He's going to fail. It's too soon mm-hmm. after he's been hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And women will enable that. They, they want to take care of him. Mm-hmm. And they do. And then he ends up hurting them. And then mm. they go, all men are the same. You know, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. just losers <laughs> and they're liars. Hey, uh, you know what? Two-time. We've, yes, yeah. we've yeah. created it. And yeah. anything we've created, we can uncreate, that's but so it will take a while or yeah. recreate yeah, into yeah. something better. Yeah. Now that's so good because like, I remember when I was younger, as you guys can tell, I like to talk. <laughs> yeah. And I used to, <laughs> and I used to always like call my friends on the phone. I used to always like, even as a, as a kid, I used to always be on the phone for hours. And then I remember I went to high school. I moved to like a predominantly like, a, not predominantly black school, but I moved. And then I called this one guy and then I was like, hey, what's up, man? And he was like, hello? <laughs> I was like, hey, it's Hafiz from class. He's like, why are you calling me? And was like, that's gay. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. he like, and he like, and yeah. like, I was scolded for like, trying to talk to him you know mm-hmm. but, hey, how's it going like i feel like a lot of men like don't feel there's just not a culture created where you can sit down and just talk about life and it's so funny like whenever guys hang out, i'm a little bit different but whenever i hang out with my friends like they always have to have the tv on or have a game playing that's or me. have to go that's out me baby yeah. <laughs> no, not, you, not you oh that's not, you eh? not, <laughs> he's, he's different now but a lot of people they have to have something going on so they can so they don't have to talk to you he ha- like Chris has it on as background music, but he's still mm-hmm. engaging. No, yeah, Other true. people will have it on, so they don't have to express their feelings and communicate. And so, like, how do we begin to create avenues where it's safe for men to be vulnerable and um, to show their weaker sides and it to be okay? Yeah. Well, you know, I all I can say to that really is because because it's this way now. I think it's going, if we really want to change it, then we're going to have to start at at a parenting level, teaching boys this is okay. Mm. We're going to have to stop the judgments in middle school, which is going to be tough, but they could do it in a school setting because they could make it like a guy's, they could do a guy's group and a a girl's group if they wanted to even it out. So Mm. people could learn how much of it is just learning learning how to how to sit down and be with your brother and vulnerable men have a ter- men are not conditioned or socialized to be vulnerable and women are getting less comfortable with it mm. in fact mm. as the fear escalates and all, everybody in the mental health industry is seeing more anxiety the thing fueling that anxiety is fear yeah. it's terror so why do you think women today are less well, less able to be vulnerable be vulnerable because there's more emphasis on perfection and that's mostly hmm. because of social media yeah, the image, and how we're image how we're 
portraying an image, how we're able to fix it, how we're able to get the perfect app so that you can edit the photo to look perfect. And men especially commenting on that. Mm-mm. And I have to say that because yeah. a woman, women are used to compliments from other women. You look gorgeous. Yeah. But it doesn't carry the punch. No, it, it does, does for guys. And if <laughs> I will guarantee punch. you, if a woman puts her photo on Good Instagram yeah. and not doctored, and then she puts one on totally fake. Mm the guys will say, you look beautiful Gosh. in the fake one. Wow. Yeah. And they, you know, they start that and it feeds it. Mm. Because even if they're married or they don't care, they say they don't care, it takes on more influence because it's a guy. And mm. if they're, whatever insecurity they're struggling with, whether it's, you know, loss of a job, not feeling good about themselves, loss of a love, or maybe they don't feel good about their body. If they hear anything about being gorgeous, mm. it escalates the idea of what, how they have to cheat it mm. to make it go. No, it's so, I know. No, it's so crazy. Um, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> I got in some heat mm-hmm. because I, got some I didn't. I was formulating my thoughts, mm-hmm. and I just was just sharing them as we do on a show. Yep. And I and I expressed that, and I said I I feel like women don't have the ability of being weak and vulnerable, and it's okay. And I said I feel like women, society creates unhealthy pressure for them to have to be perfect. Yes, absolutely. Know? That well, that is true. And, they, and I, then this, some people got maybe like a four or five people who I won't disclose their names were extremely frustrated, mm-hmm. and they said you're you're sending a message perpetuating that women have to be weak and vulnerable. And I'm saying that's two different things. Right. You know? Being being weak is being weak is weak. Yeah. But being vulnerable is your strength. Yeah. Because if you can't share where you're broken, then it's impossible for another person to really connect with you. In fact, it's our brokenness that's really our main power in connecting. But you can't you can't reveal your brokenness as someone who hasn't learned from it because hmm. then you're a victim. And nobody, it's hard to be, um, unless you're going to be the rescuer, someone who st- constantly plays the victim role, and mm-hmm. that is a role people really do take on, mm-hmm. it, it isn't, it's not going to work for you. And it doesn't. It doesn't um, challenge others to, or it doesn't draw others to you unless they want to protect and um, rescue you. And that's not a real good position to put yourself in. Yeah, as a rescuer. Mm. Yeah, or to be the person that always needs to be rescued. Yeah, so I want to go back to the idea of fear. Mm-hmm. That a lot of people have in the society, and uh, I know we kind of we talked about it. Like we see, we know it's a it's an issue. Um, but what are some of the solutions to um, to people that have that fear? What is the fear of uh, a job, or fear of a relationship, or fear of not being perfect, or fear of being vulnerable? I think the I think the best way to do that is first of all to acknowledge it mm-hmm. and to know your you know welcome to the club. You are like everybody else. Mm-hmm. 
I, I don't know of one person, myself included, that is totally fearless. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like it is possible, and I and I continually work on this, reducing your fear. And one mm-hmm. way you can do that is practicing good habits, good. no matter how small. Like you ate bad today, then you just get out a pen and pencil, and maybe you have to realign your pantry but you write down exactly what you're going to eat tomorrow. You put it in a bag, mm-hmm. if that helps you, or a box or whatever. You put it up on iShot and you start on that tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all these little behaviors. Let's say you didn't exercise today. Exercise makes you feel better. Yeah. Tomorrow, when you wake up, you have your exercise clothes laid out and you're going to go. You might only go 10 minutes, but Mm -hmm. you're going to go. It's the ever continual practice of doing better. You can't wipe. There's nothing you can tell yourself that's going to wipe out your fear. Yeah. So don't, so doing those good habits and, and accomplishing those goals will give you more confidence to face those fears exactly. or whatever that is. And you do need a couple cheerleaders. Yeah. You need to align with people that you're going to be there for them and mm-hmm. they're going to be there for you. And those people are going to be your support system and that you guys make a pact. We're going to check up on each other every day. I have three friends. Those three are, are just... You know, I, I can't do it without them. Yeah. But they they also are vulnerable and need and need me. I check mm-hmm. on them every day. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and last, can you explain the importance of giving over that fear? Uh, because I feel like people have different motivations for giving over that fear. I know for myself, I'm usually a very selfless person. At least I think I am. So most of my uh. My motivation is always futuristic. Like I know I gotta, you know, take this step um, one day to get the wife, kids, and family, and right. the successful I want to, uh, that I want to have. So, um, where are some of those? Like, what is the most, in, like, in the reason why it's so important to get over fear? Well, I first of all, I don't think you ever get over it. Okay. I think you become braver. Mm. I like that. That sounds better. (laughs) Well, you know, I I just don't think it's... I think it's impossible to eliminate fear. Mm -hmm. I am still fearful of a lot of things. And I I would never take a risk that I hadn't really thought about. Gotcha. All the consequences. But you do have to take risks. Mm -hmm. And before you take a risk, you have to write down the possible consequences. And there's got to be failures Mm -hmm. in those. So sometimes what really helps you take a risk is if you have someone in your corner or someone that you know will love you no matter what. Gotcha. And right now, I, for me, that's the hard part. I think a lot of people are so lonely. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have GoFundMe pages and yeah. we wouldn't have people on Facebook telling us, oversharing the things they share mm-hmm. if they had real people that were in their life. And well, you know, I, I hate to say this, but in a way, I think, you know, when I grew up, the churches were where we went and we had moments. We created moments. It was either 
you know, at a luncheon or it was after mass having bagels or it was, you know, we would go out to brunch after service. People have stopped going to church. The census, the church used to be the community. Mm. But what I'm encouraging people to do now and what I do for myself is every day I focus on creating moments. And, you know, when I move to a new place, I don't know anybody, but I can create a moment. I can make soup and take it over to someone and share an experience. I can have a potluck dinner. I can, even if I don't know, if you had somebody in this complex and they didn't know anybody, they could come and knock on your door and say, hey, I'm having a dinner tomorrow night. It's going to be with three or four people. And I'd like you guys to come. Oh, what can we bring? I, I don't care. Bring, you know, bring chips or bring something you like. When you focus on creating moments, because when, you know, I worked a lot with death and dying patients. When people are dying, they don't care about the wealth, about the success. They're able to see right through people. And all they care about is the relationship. That shows you how deep that connection is, and you cannot do it on social media. Mm. If you really wanted to start a movement, you would stop texting. You would just call people. That's one of the main problems I see in my office. People bring in their texts from their spouse. And I'm like, do you guys talk anymore? Mm. Like everything is now on a text. A text doesn't have your voice. It doesn't have your focus. doesn't have your eyes. doesn't have your intonation. It may have capital letters and that kind of stuff, but the body, every cell in your being feels and can can watch two people communicate and know what is being said. The connection is there. It was in the Stoic philosophy. I'm a big Stoic fan. Stoic. I, I believe that humans have such an unlimited ability. No one really understands the capacity of our brains yet. They do grow. They do change. There is no habit you cannot unlearn, and there is no habit you cannot create. It's that crap going on in your brain, and you entertain, and we entertain it. I do too. Like, I'll fall into a fat cycle, and by that I mean I'll just start eating bad food. Why do I do that? I mean, I know I'm not going to look as good. I'm not going to feel as good. I'm not going to be as confident. I do it because I make excuses, and I have to talk to myself. I need to set myself aside and go, you know, what you're doing now is hurting you. Well, I really, and- really... <laughs> Like Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I know, but you know, do you like it more than confidence? And do you Ooh. like it more than looking, feeling good about yourself? And and the, the, I, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I got some bad news Chris, yesterday. You don't. I had some bad news yesterday. They oh. said I had 20% body fat. Oh. I uh, Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Oh. For a guy, oh. that's really oh. bad. Oh, that's what I said. Chris, I'm sorry. That's what I'm that's saying. Like, I was, yeah. I'm in, like, it's a little category. I'm in average. Yeah. I need to be ideal. Yeah. So I needed. Yeah. I was I was really hurt. That's why I said I needed to run. Oh. So you went out and ate more Chick-fil-A? Uh, no, no, not today. Oh, oh, not today. Okay. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. I got a little bit. I got some self-control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I know I be, I'm go there. I am there sometimes. And I just, 
Oh, I'm about I, to run a marathon. I, yeah, you yeah. <laughs> but you know, honestly, every it's not getting down on yourself because you fall, because you will. We mm-hmm. all do. I do. Um, but it's that power to to get control and get back up again. And I think that's what we're all trying to do, you know? Yeah, I think I think for myself is what um that I'm tired of being is very inconsistent. Uh-huh. Um like I think I think I said this after um after a few weeks or a mm-hmm. month after we talked, but I know I have great discipline in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Um, like for example, I I don't drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. The fact that I went wow. through college and high school and now and not had a drink of alcohol is you know some people say it's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah, so it's that's like, something to really be proud of. Yeah, but it's also it's also like man, I am proud of that, but I know I have the discipline in me. Yeah. In certain areas, it's either like I just don't care or I enjoy doing like whatever yes. in certain areas. So I'm just like, you know, like I it's not no longer an excuse why I don't have self control of discipline. Like if mm-hmm. I know I can do in this this area, then I should be doing other ones as well. And you can. Everybody can. When people I work with morbidly obese people mm-hmm. and um they'll say, I just can't do this, Mary Jo, I have no willpower. That's their brain. That's just their thoughts talking mm-hmm. because they can. Every brain can. Mm-hmm. It's just finding that part. And sometimes you really have to experiment. Mm-hmm. You have to try a lot of different things, but you will find it if you if you continue a search for it. Yeah. I'm... But, you know, I was, um, not to keep on this thing with shooters and stuff, but I was... I was reading about this, and also I went to a lecture about what causes people to, kids especially, to act so violently like that. And the um, the main thinking of the psychiatry, you know, um, heads and professors and the psychological health, mental health care workers, is that these kids give out so many warnings of disconnect. And it's our society is so disconnected that we we don't we are completely oblivious. And I don't know if there's lonely people listening to this or people who feel like um, like they're they're lonely and they're no longer part of society. But I will tell you, if you're in that group, sometimes when you're hurting, you you basically think you're giving signals that you're really not. Hmm. And your signals may not, you're thinking you have to go to something violent perhaps, but you really don't. What you need to do is use your voice. Hmm. And if your voice is not effective with the people who are in your environment, then there's a really good chance that those people are perpetuating your situation. Like this kid that shot, he was from a sick family. When mm. you look at what, where all these weapons were that he was going from house to house, you know, he was with, I think, the aunt and the uncle. He had bomb stuff or gun stuff at another house. You were That kid was in a very mentally ill milieu. Mm-hmm. And so when he did give signals, um, I don't know exactly what he did, but at home, certainly they were ignored mm-hmm. because that was a sick system. Mm-hmm. 
And maybe what you have to do is get out of your sick, sick system, system. Mm. and go to some, you know, go to a place where people are not like that, who are meant, who people who are mentally healthy. So um, you made you made a really really good point mm. about people who are crying out, in a sense, silently, mm-hmm. or not even crying out at all, and the importance of using your voice and speaking up when you're hurting. And to kind of go back to our previous topic in regards to social media, I think what ends up happening for a lot of people, before we go to the extreme for people who are really suffering from like severe mental illness that leads to the school shootings, but for a lot of people, what ends up happening is you're on social media and you're looking at everybody's highlight tape, looking at the best, prettiest, most pristine moments of everybody else's life. And you then begin to be hesitant of sharing the dirty, dark, nasty parts of your life because then I'm not like everybody else. So then you begin to keep it inside. You begin to internalize it. You begin to not use your voice. And like going back to the short film that we did called Help, the whole purpose of the movie was that even the most perfect people on the outside, let alone the people who are giving you crazy signs they're not doing well, still are hesitant of using their voice and being confident to share what's going on. And I, I think it's something in which, sadly, I wonder if people really care until it gets too bad. You know, like, it, it seems like we view other human beings as an inconvenience, you know? Yeah. So, like, for example, like, I can only imagine, like, the teachers, because I'm guilty of it. I was a teacher. Like, sometimes, like, you're, you're overwhelmed in the classroom. There's a kid who you know is, like, there's something off. But you're just like, oh, my gosh, I, I'm dealing with so much. You know, you may have a friend who you see posting certain pictures and it seems like something's off. But you're like, I got so much on my life. I don't got time for him. Like, like, do you feel like people are beginning to be like kind of selfish in a sense in which even when people are showing signs, if they are showing signs of being hurt, they just don't care? I think that there is a, whenever you get a society that that starts to feel fearful, you get a sense of survival of the fittest. Mm. And they deem the people who feel shame, who are closed in, who basically feel bad about themselves and become quiet and seething and angry as unfit. Mm. And so, because they wouldn't, just ignore them otherwise. They have to give them a bad label or you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to do that because morally, I still think people are trying to do the right thing, but that is not what it is. And people are overwhelmed. They're competitive. When you get overwhelmed and there becomes a society where there's winners and losers, then you better win. And, and that's only made us more closed in because we become more afraid. If they see my real stuff, they won't like me. And you really see this in the arena of online dating. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I see it all the time. What do you mean by that? In my office. Because people have, um, when they're writing their profiles and things like that, if you go through them and you read them and then you meet this person, this person is usually so afraid of being real that when they are real, 
they are unacceptable. <laughs> the other person will say, well, I didn't know you were like this. You yeah. never told me about this. Yeah. It's like, well, I had to be, I had to look the part. They don't say that. They just leave or they just do something really nasty mm -hmm. that ends up being hurtful. The whole th system, when you try to hide your truth, becomes sinister and it becomes broken and you cannot fail in a broken system. Mm -hmm. The only way to win with opening doors is to connect on a broken level. A, a, a sense that, yeah, I have, I'm not perfect and I have things I need to learn and I've, I've messed up before. I would much rather be, in fact, I am. All my friends, we, when we hang out, we're all imperfect. I don't want to be with people that have to look a certain way and be a certain way and drive a certain car. That's not real. Mm -hmm. And it makes me extremely uncomfortable. No, that's a good, mm -hmm. and, I, I, and I'm a random side note. It's funny because, um, like, some Chris made a joke a long time ago. And I'll he, make a lot of jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he, made, he made a joke, and he was saying that uh, when it, if a girl can't FaceTime you without taking an hour to get ready, don't talk to her. <laughs> that's real. Well, you know that what? I, I like that. And I, yeah. I have a client right now who said if he is out with a girl and mm -hmm. she's more busy taking selfies, yeah. then he will never ask her out again. Yeah, that's, that is, first, that's wild. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's his clause. Yeah. He said, if we go out and I'm buying dinner, then I want her to at least acknowledge me and engage with me. If I she's want more busy, yeah. Yeah. yes, yeah. If, I'm, if she's more busy taking selfies, then she is not there for this meetup. Yeah. Yeah. She's there to the look experience. apart and, yeah. you know, and put it out there on Instagram. Yeah. I'm out on a date, yeah. you know, or whatever. Yeah. And so, like, mm -hmm. to, to, to Chris's point about the, the FaceTime thing, it's like I noticed, like, that certain women will feel like in order to even like present myself to you i have to be made up in a certain way i have mm -hmm. to look a certain way and girls will communicate like i i can't go out looking like that like and to me it's deeper because it's like well that's who you are you right. know what i mean like that's who you are that's, that's who you would wake up with yeah, in the you, morning yeah, exactly. if you were with this person <laughs> yeah i'm gonna see you anyway yeah. what, what right. day? Yeah, exactly that's who and that's what i'm saying that like that's who you are as a human being and if if you're not confident into showing the world who you are, what's the point of even being with a person or being with a group or being in an environment where you can't be your honest, true, transparent self? But I do want to put this in because I am a woman. Many women have been shamed for being themselves. Okay, can you, and, can you explain that? Well, I'll explain it like this. If you are yourself and you constantly see someone you care about go for somebody else who's had, you know, enlargements, mm. nips and tucks, lots of makeup, mm. heels, it after a while you start yeah. shaming yourself and you go, you know what? Even this person that I love has rejected me for me. And they're going for something that's not even real. Mm -hmm. So if if men really, I think there is some miscommunication. If men really want a woman who is comfortable being herself, then men have to step up to the plate and stop 
desiring or lusting after the ones who do all these body enhancements and makeup. And you can't have it both ways. I think, you know, I, I think for most women, you hit a happy medium. Like I can put makeup on and go out and feel good. But for my husband, I can be real and I can take it all off. And the more he is accepting, the more he gives me power (laughs) to keep it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Like to go to the neighbors. Like (laughs) if he loves me, that generalizes to, wow, I do, I look okay like this. So how can women get to that point? Like how can they, like, (laughs) how can all people, but like I feel like a lot of women struggle with that. Like, because you said like, Society puts on like you have to look a certain way. You have to be like, how can they? I ain't got the booty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, that's what they roll me. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, well, yeah. I think a lot of it comes with a woman being um, self-aware. Number mm-hmm. one, self-awareness and is big. Self-awareness is big, and then being able to do the things that make her feel good about her body. Like if I didn't eat well. I wouldn't feel good about my body. If mm. I didn't exercise, I wouldn't. And these are things no man or anybody else can give me. Can't really give these, you validation like these, that. And my spiritual you know, development, I need to work on that. I need to pray. I need to um, worship. I need to read. I need to continually invest in myself. Unfortunately, a lot of women also have trouble investing in themselves. Mm. They invest in a relationship. They try to buy the look Mm. for the relationship instead of, you know, enhancing their own interests and making themselves more interesting. Someone who a man would go, God, she's really smart. But she ain't got no sauce though. Yeah, well, (laughs) she, but you can have sauce and be really smart too. You can, no, I'll see you married to no doubt. Yes, I mean, it it is very possible, but it's just that walk. It's just putting the work in. I feel you. I I feel like um, it's the same as kind of like men. I wouldn't say we have like enhancements that we can give, but I know for a fact if I get a full sleeve tattoo, uh-huh. my DMs will go through the roof. Like, I know that for a fact. Just, just pure attraction is. I do they that. They like that? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> really? It would change my life. If I really? go, oh, Mary Jo, if I but go, I'm jo- thinking of all the women I know um, that are educated oh, and looking well, for men. I'm telling I'm just in our world, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> if I, I will. I'll tell you. Maybe. If I go, if I go join a fraternity. Oh. Um, really? You see, it's like, it's, Yes, that's enhancement for men. Wow. If I can grow a I'm beard, of other things, you're oh, a therapist. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. Be, am I am I lying? No, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I think I think those things like are like status enhancers. Yes, you know what I mean. Like, oh, like oh, the, they're like the, status. Yeah, like yes. the, like usually the tattoos are symbolic to like the bad guys, the cops. Exactly. You exactly. know what I mean? Like I'm a yeah. rebel, like James Dean, kind of rebel without right. a cause. James Dean. I, I knew. Do you know? Yeah. I know. Oh. I knew you knew that one. Well, like, you know what? Yeah. I, I didn't want to do. Just, yeah. I, I didn't want to use Babe East. Oh, okay. 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 Yes, I know him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 But you know, I'm thinking about in like in my circle, and I'm thinking nobody wants a tattoo. Like I'm thinking of my friends. Oh. Would be all over you the oh. way you are. They would yeah. be like, oh my god, and they don't have a tattoo. Like, yeah. But, you know, it's just it's also that the younger shot. Gen- it's also the younger. Yeah. The, the, well, yes. what the younger we see, generation. like, yeah. like I'm telling you, on my social media page, all yes. the guys, all the girls that guys are going after, they have, they literally just have the same look. 
uh-huh. that I like, I was like, man, you can we could easily fabricate ourselves nothing like that and be just as desirable as those guys. So that's what I'm saying is wow. that like men have that same kind of mm-hmm. like mindset as women. Like I ain't got this, I ain't got that. Right. Nobody really wants me, kind of thing. And another thing I, I want to get your opinion on is something that I realized in regards to um, some of the bad habits we've developed. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to a new year, we say we want new results, but we also have the old habits. Right. And and this is for men and for women both. But I feel like in regards to like people who are looking for a relationship in 2018, like I feel like both men and women look for very superficial, shallow things. Yep. And then, like you said, and they go and they make the same exact mistakes over and over again. And then they complain, saying there's no good guys, there's no good women out there. But in reality, it's your decisions are leading you to not the good people. And so I just think one of the biggest issues, like even to Chris's point about like a lot of people are desiring after individuals. And and instead of saying, I want a relationship with a good person, they want a relationship with a person that social media has presented is the most desirable. Yep. And like, have you have you seen that in regards to some of your work with your clients? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I just um, I'm working this weekend on a YouTube about this. Why we make bad decisions? Like, mm. and there's so many reasons. But one of the big ones is we're looking for a character instead of values. We're looking for mm. a look. Someone. Wow. It's like a true. It's really like a trophy. Who will my friends look at and they're, and the way they come across mm. validate me? Mm, like who will you. make me look better? Yeah. Because it's at the end of the day, they're looking for someone to improve their social status. Mm. They're not looking for the values. When you date based on aligning your values, you're going to have a great relationship. You're going to have a strong foundation. But they're not looking for that. And the, I think the reason is because they're not deep enough to mm. understand that is, if I really want a relationship, I have to focus on what I value. And I don't think they know what they value. Hmm. So what about the people who say, yeah, I want, I understand I want the values, but I also want the, the looks as well. Well, I think when your values are that I will, like, let's say one of your values is I want someone who has a lot, who has self-respect. If I look for someone with self-respect, that's going to be someone who takes care of themselves. Wouldn't necessarily be tattoos, but it (laughs) would be, you know, they're working out, they're eating healthy, they care about how they, you know, how they present themselves. Like they want, if they work, they make sure they clean their shirts and they take, like, they take care of themselves. You don't want someone who's totally dependent on you to take care of them. Hmm. So if they want, anytime someone wants a look, like if I'm making um, a video or something, I'm looking for a look. I want them to be smart too, but I'm looking for a look because they're going to be on the camera. But if I'm going to have a deep committed relationship with someone, I'm going to lower their look, except I need to be sexually attracted to them. Mm -hmm. But I'm not, that's not going to take the primary focus. The primary focus then is, are they honest? Can I trust them? Is, is what they say, what they're going to do. Those are the things, those are my values I'm looking for. I don't think people do that. They go, they get mesmerized by a look and then the honesty and trust 
are somewhere on that mm-hmm. list, yeah. and they get hurt. Yeah. I can see these couples like, if they stop taking pictures, they probably won't be as happy. Oh, <laughs> I mean, they're just using yeah. each other yeah, yeah, for yeah. a picture. Yeah, you know, and why? If if you ever notice, like the picture has to be perfect. They edit it. Like your that look on your face, you didn't look happy. It's yeah. like. If he were honest, he'd say, that's because I'm not. Mm-hmm. And that would ruin the vacation. That, <laughs> that he can't be. I mean, yeah. she'll say she or he will edit the way they look, and they will dis- get discarded. Yeah. So that's why you see a lot of fake smiles. I can tell you, when I'm working with a couple who's on the verge of divorce, mm. you would never know looking at their social media. See, that's mm. me. They yeah. look so happy. That's so scary. And I, yeah. I mean, it's all a lie. Yeah. It's a fake. It's like the Wizard of Oz. You pull back the curtain and yeah. go, "Oh my goodness, how did we get here?" Yeah, and it's so, and it's so interesting that we're talking about fear. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. be afraid. Yeah, yeah. I, and they are. Yeah. yeah, and it's like I've seen. Obviously, we're it's our personal story. Like throughout the year, I've seen that because of a lot of hurt that they've experienced in the past, a lot of women have like these walls up, these just mm-hmm. great wall of China's up to protect themselves. But then what I've also seen simultaneously is that they only lower their walls for a look, not a person, you know? And so by only lowering their walls for a guy who has a certain look, you end up inviting in the same person who made you raise those walls to begin with. Exactly. And that's something that I'm like, I feel like we as a society... Like we like there's something like to the values, the virtues are lost. Like and we're we're so consumed with the outward appearance. And they, I think that's also what's killing us as well. You know, a lot of people I feel like are unhappy because you're spending relationship time with people who if they didn't look that way on a sheer personal level, you couldn't stand them because they're not that kind or giving or loving or caring of individual. And I feel like like all these factors lead to like this extended isolation because we're like everywhere we go like we're not receiving love we're not receiving care mm-hmm. and like i don't know like like how do we how do we recondition a society how can people recondition themselves you know who are who are literally like being deprived of healthy relationships because of these unhealthy um expectations they have for people Well, you know, you can't change another person, but you can change yourself. And one thing, if I were, if something happened to my husband and I were dating again, and I used an app or a website, I would only put down my values. I would refuse a picture starting Mm. out. Well, you wouldn't put a picture up? I would not put a picture up and I would not allow photos. And I would write down what I value. And they would not be things like, I like to watch sunsets or, <laughs> you know, Sunset. I want, I, I like to have a romantic dinner. They would be things like, um, I need, I want someone who I can confide in that when I tell them something, they will keep it confidential. But on the first date, marriage? Well, whatever, <laughs> I, even on a first date, if I told them yeah. something, I'd want someone who prioritized my time as much as they prioritize their own. And that means that if you tell me a time, you're there and that's that. And I would put down things that I knew 
I was significant, that if this person aligned with me, we would have something significant to begin with. Hmm. But I think when when women and men put down pictures, it's very obvious before they say anything. Uh, this is what this is what I look like and what I'm going for. And then, um, hmm. what, what what would be your advice to um to to certain women who are who put provocative pictures of themselves? I I think that's yeah. the most destructive thing anybody can do and okay, i think it's per, i think it's destructive on tv mm-hmm. which is i i don't like seeing cleavage yeah. i don't oh. like seeing stuff hang all I over i can't say this i'm I, just yeah, <laughs> i know but i will say this i don't think men are stupid yeah. and i think men i'm a sex therapist i know men fantasize and I know they're very good about fantasizing yeah. if even if you're completely covered. Oh, my imagination is make, it's wild. Yes, <laughs> you it's, can make any dress look more sensual yeah. if you, you know, wear a belt or do something like that. But you don't and heels, yeah. you don't need to have stuff falling out. I think it sends a derogatory message to others and it's really um, making fun of yourself. What about the women who will will argue and say that if I don't dress this certain way, um, I won't get any attention? I think you're looking for the wrong kind of attention. Mm. I I think you're looking for a guy who wants sex. A guy, when you dress like that, you attract a guy who will want to have sex. And so don't blame him or call him a pig when he makes that very clear to you. Do you think that's part of... And I think the same of guys. If guys come and they're slovingly dressed and they're like, it's obvious, they're just thinking of me as another piece of meat or whatever, I wouldn't touch them. Mm. I would just say, you know what? You're not, you're just not dressed for this. Mm. Like, Do you think it's like that's a, a part of, like the way women dress, a part of solution where... Because we know that that guys and how we think and mm-hmm. how we uh, we judge when we see women dressed in a certain way, like, and we know that you know, because we're all believers in here. We know right. that it's just it's our darkness in our heart, right. the passions in the world, and we're mm-hmm. dead to our trespasses and sins. So it's, we're naturally, you know, want to have sex with women, right? Um, and we definitely said earlier that we have to teach that, you know. Don't believe that the the man of this world, um, like your worldly passions, to our you know the younger generation. Right. It's kind of. I mean, I wouldn't say it's too late for our older people, but mm-hmm. to see big impact, it's got to right. start with younger generation. And uh, do you think that's the same thing we have to teach to like our daughters, like to dress a certain way, so we won't entice? I mean, I'm not saying I, I'm not trying to blame that, but no. I'm saying it's like a certain like we try to get to the same like right. solution. Right. I think it's all about respect. It's okay. all about self-respect. I am, um, you know, I'm a science. I, mm-hmm. I was a nurse first, and then I w- I'm a psychologist. And um, biologically, both men and women are wired to not be monogamous. Hmm. And so You're when men, like Mary Jones, yeah, when men use that, well, you know, I'm not biologically equipped or whatever the reason. I want to remind men that women aren't either. What do you mean by wow. that? I mean that when you're in a committed relationship, you are both biologically wired to not stay committed. 
So anyone who is faithful is prioritizing and making that commitment before their God and before their spouse and mostly before themselves that I am going to remain faithful because I believe in being monogamous with you. So it won't you be by, natural. I mean, it yeah, is not natural. So what do you mean by like, it's not biologically natural for monogamy? Like, so you're saying like, is this like spiritual? No, 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 no I'm spiritual. saying science wise, we are both wired hmm. to have different partners. What? And there's a thinking that women, men are that way, but not women. That is not true. In fact, in my practice, more women cheat than men. Oh, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's say that one more time. Because... I was not ready for that. <laughs> well, I, I know this is a little off topic, no, but it no, is. No, 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 no. We'll go right. We'll go down this road. It is, it is absolutely true. Huh. And so the from your, difference... your practice, you've experienced more women cheating than yes, men. Yes, and it's very different. Men will cheat um, and still love their wife. In fact, 58% of them do. If a woman cheats, she usually is no not longer. in love with her partner. She, in fact, I think it's, I think the report was something like 32% of women who cheated still love their partner. It is more rare. Wow. So, um, and when men cheat, because it's again a masculine trait and it's thought to be masculine, they are more likely to get caught. For women, it is a, it is verboten. It is a real, um, degrading thing. They get really persecuted, mm. and that's why women are better at hiding it. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> it's true. What's some? What's some of the? But uh, women don't answer those crazy surveys. You guys do, I and mean, that is why surveys. it looks like more men do. And mm. society, society actually enables men to cheat more than women, mm. even though it's not right for either person. You either get all, it's like um, this guy named, um, oh, what was his name? Frank, I can't remember his last name. He's the grandfather of marriage therapy. He said the first rule of marriage therapy is the same as a submarine. When you get in, you in, close in. the door tight. Mm. In other words, when you decide to get married, gotcha. you close the door and you are in this capsule with your wife together. Yeah, when you say get in, I thought yeah, something Yeah, totally. I know. I know. I always have to explain the metaphor. But you know what I mean? Like you're going down. Yeah, yeah. You're going down and there can be no seepage. So it has to be totally faithful and committed. Jesus, Lord. So is a, is a lack of like um biological monogamy, is it due to disinterest or is it due to just like Sexual curiosity? What is it? There, And that's a really good question because there's a lot of different reasons. Okay. For women, um, women, well, this was in like when they were dating, they would have sex more out of curiosity yeah. with other people. For men, it was more like a, a physical need. Yeah. And men, men basically can cheat with someone and still have sex with their wife and really love her. Mm -hmm. um, that was harder for women. Yeah, because I was thinking about this the other day, you know. <laughs> this man how he think a lot. <laughs> if, if men knew women's, you know, like there's this idea that a lot of men have that women aren't as into sex. And 
It may be true she's not into sex with them. But women are probably more intense with sex, especially after the age of 40, than men are. Especially at the age. That's why the cougars are... Yeah, right. Well, I think what happens is when women are younger, many of them are focused on a family and they're tired and they don't see... They see it more as a giving for their husband because he doesn't, Um, a lot of the husbands, I'm not saying all of them, but many of them don't help at home. They've been taught by their fathers. You know what? I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a third wheel here. You know, I'm around the family. You better get in there and help with it if you want a good, a good relationship. Yeah. And and because I was, I was, I was like, uh, I was thinking about the biological things, so I've heard many theories about mm-hmm. that as well. That's why I was really um, like, you piqued my interest when you said that, because I feel like I, like, I realized that at a very young age that commitment is a choice. Like, you, absolutely, it's a, it's a choice. Yeah, but it's like I know if I don't make the choice and discipline myself, there's just so much out there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just so many. You know. It's like going to Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory and just right. only, only eating, you know, the the, the sugar. You gonna become you know a blueberry? Right. You know, like <laughs> you want to, you want to try it all. And so, like sugar. How plums. how do you um like what are those? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what those are. But I heard about them in the Nutcracker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so it's just like and and I and I realized that like that that discipline is really important. But what happens is most people spend their 20s frolicking in the flowers, you know, tasting all the ice cream at Brewster's. And so it's like, how in the future are you going to be able to just commit to one? And you can't. That's a leading cause of divorce right now. The more people you date, the lower your chances. Wait, date like what? Because we talked about this previously. Dating, yes, dating and having sex with. The more people you date and have sex with. So if you don't have sex with them, you can still take them out and stuff like that? You can. Okay, cool. But the more people, <laughs> yeah, the more people you have sex okay, with okay. when you're together. And okay. well, they, you know, they they also likened it to just basically the more relationships you had. So if you're just ca- if you're just like Casual, dating, dating, yeah. getting to know people, not as much, but like deep, right. intimate relationships. Yes. You're talking about cool. Yes. Or I don't have the more else. of those you have, the less happy you are in marriage, okay. in a committed marriage. And it's because when the going gets tough, you go back to like fantasizing. Mm. It's a rationale. You know, it's normal. Mm. So you like, you go back so, to like, man, I remember, yeah. I remember Bodiqua back in the day. She used, to, right. she used to do this and you do that. You know, you're right. always comparing. You start comparing and you think they would have been better for me. Like I made the wrong choice. Mm. So. Um, back, back to the, this is that really got curious. But mm-hmm. the women cheat more than men. I, I, I'm, and I'm not just trying to bring it up just like the mm-hmm. bash women or anything, but I just want to know what are some of the reasons. Because I naturally, I'm a person that naturally blames himself. Right. If, you know, my girlfriend or my wife cheats, it's something I did. It's something, you know, I wasn't there. I didn't show enough attention. Is that one of the reasons? That, or? that can be one of the reasons, although I think a lot of it, I think... I think with most people, if they cheat, mm-hmm. there's something going on in them. Gotcha. And many times, if you grew up in a family where there was cheating, uh-huh. or if you just feel like you know, you're know you angry, you aren't getting what you need, you feel misunderstood, mm-hmm. 
um, your coping skills, your what you're able to do, like you're not able to express yourself well. You don't really think there's going to ever be a change. And so you start with women. It's a little different because they really connect from their partner. Usually gotcha. there are those like occasional women that will still be intimate with their husband and then have somebody on the side. Although mm. those people were usually, those women were usually sexually abused. Because mm. there's to another issue. And turn yes. Off the sex. Yes. And so well, basically there's... if you were raised by someone who you that never happened and you had a you had great mentoring, you're not gonna choose to do that. That's an mm. interesting point that you brought up because, mm. you know, at the beginning of the year, you know, I took your advice. I wasn't going to be dating anybody. Now, as you said, casual dating is cool. I changed my yeah. mind. <laughs> but uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. But so He's I, not I, kidding. I was, I was hanging out with this one girl who is funny because when I met her, I don't ask many questions. Right. I, it is what it is. Uh-huh. And then I found out from her social media that she had a boyfriend, and uh, but she still wanted to hang out a lot. I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, and then I later found out after talking to her that her mother- Cheated on her father. Oh, yeah. That's wild. Yeah, mm-hmm. with the her brother's karate teacher. Wow. Which is even wild. <laughs> yeah, bro. Karate, bro. And, and, but karate. Then, and, she would, and she would go on a tangent about like how she was so disappointed in her mom. And in the back of my mind, I was like, but you're in my apartment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And you have a boyfriend. And it's like, and you see like some of these, for all people, it's like these learned habits of their youth that they translate to adulthood. Like mm-hmm. how like how do you give advice to people to break some of those unhealthy habits? Well, you know, I that's actually a really good point because that happens a lot with people who keep making bad decisions. And I think the number one thing is if you grew up in a home that the mentoring was bad, like if there was any kind of abuse or infidelity, then when you are in a situation where you're comfortable, like you become comfortable, you resort back to that. So my hmm. guess is she felt very close to you, Hafiz. And she they may do. Yeah, she may even love you. So when you spent that much time as a good I friend. Met her. Oh, I okay. Met her. But yeah, that yeah. doesn't matter. When they meet somebody that has a kindred kindredness and it's someone they feel that. close to then they automatically will set that up, the same dynamics, because it fits in with what they construe or Mm. misconstrue as love. And that's why women marry, you know, women who watch their mother or, you know, father abuse each other, they'll reconstruct that, even though they say, I'll never do that to my kids. 90% of all of them do. Mm. Oh, jeez. 90? And they set it up. (laughs) And if you talk about how can they stop, they they need to be immersed with mentally healthy people, and they probably really need to talk to a professional about it. Uh, Yeah, I... No, I, it's so much. I I would not date anybody until I could see their, how their parents are, and wow. if they Ooh. told me their parents split mm. or had cheating, believe me, I would be very careful. Very You'd be careful. Oh, I would be so careful in mm. dating them. I would if I were if it was going to be somebody I really thought I was going to commit to. Their parents better be together and wow. and Gosh. good together. Gosh. Wow. Yeah, because I, that's scary for me. Because mm. you've seen so oh, many instances. It's, yes, and it, you basically will follow 
if you're from a divorced family, then you have to get really clear about the cues leading up to that and how you will not do that. Mm-hmm. And you have to talk to your potential fiance about it and say, listen, you know, my parents fell into this trap and I don't want this to happen. We have to really be smart. We have to talk about it. So for the people who are like, oh my gosh, my parents divorced. I don't want to end up in the same cycle. I want to break this cycle. I don't like, yes. am I just doomed? What? Like, what? No, okay, you cool. can break it, but you have to be aware of what happened and you have to talk to your partner about it. Gotcha. And I, the big thing is always talk about everything because when people are getting divorced, what happens is one especially will begin withdrawing and they, what they end up doing is they end up telling themselves like, I deserve better. I don't have to put up with this. This person is never going to change. It becomes a self-serving, selfish mm, cycle. Gotcha. Mm. So if you if you tell your partner this really hurt me, I will never do this to my kids. Um, but I'm going to need your help. We need to talk about everything. Usually, it will make your partner feel more secure. Do you have any um, any clients that come? Like like marriage counseling, like on an mm-hmm. annual basis, semi on a monthly basis. On a monthly mm-hmm. basis, I and have that. They for, come once a month for a tune up. And how? And how? Like like more positive are the results from doing that? Oh, it's so much. If you look at marriage like a constant, like a class, you're gonna do. Got you. And you're continually going to keep changing. Marriage evolves just like your brain does. Yeah. It's like plastic. You just keep recreating. Mm-hmm. And if you do that for a year, you'll get yourself on such a good track where rather than blame a situation or start blaming each other, you'll get curious. Mm. You'll start asking the questions like, I wonder why you did this. Yeah. And another thing I do, I mean, this is something I sell, but it's a dollar ninety nine. is yeah. I sell homework mm. so that if a couple can't afford to come in for a visit, they can just buy the homework and wow. do the homework and then email me. <laughs> and the homework alone can keep them on a track. So, I mean, so far I only have six homework, you know, um, six homework lessons available, but I'm growing them. And because I'm trying to get the things that actually matter in, in a good relationship, like boundaries. Um, what do I do with my anger? Mm. You know, I did a, uh, Facebook live on anger and I could not believe the what happened. Mm. It, it's like I had to have three sessions of it just because there are so many angry people out there. <gasps> That's a byproduct of so many hurting people out oh, there. Oh, it's just Lord. pure pain. Yeah. And when a woman is in pain, she will usually cry and become a victim, more likely. Mm-hmm. When a guy is in pain, he He'll gets angry. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how we've socialized men, mm-hmm. and it's testosterone. And um, testosterone focuses and strikes. Mm. And it takes a rational person to say, okay, there is no threat here. I'm reacting to something that is not real. What am I going to do now with it? <laughs> no, this is, uh, this, is, this is really good. And I've, I've seen a consistent pattern though we've talked about so many different topics, yes 
I was going to say, how are you going to edit yeah, this? No, Good I've luck. Seen, I've seen it. I've seen a consistent pattern though in every topic we've discussed, and it, the consistent pattern was um, acknowledging the problem, True. whatever yes. that was. For where we're talking about suicide, whether we're talking about emotional health, we're talking about relationship, we're talking about marriage. We've talked about like first acknowledging the problem that you you yourself, the plank in your own eye, yes. acknowledging that problem. First. And the second thing we talked about was talking to people about the hurt. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because so many people who are going through stuff are internalizing these things. They're 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 shrinking to themselves, they're being in isolation. And then the third thing, which is the most powerful in my opinion, is to be around healthy people. You know, Absolutely. like and that's something I kept hearing you saying, like be around healthy people. And I feel like a lot of people, one, have this no new friends, like it's just me and myself. I'm self-made man, self-made woman live my own life on my island with me and my whatever, and we don't have healthy people me in our dog. lives to really support and uplift and encourage us on this path called life. Mm. Exactly. And you guys, you know, I was just thinking about this. You could, if you were alone and just looking for healthy people, you could just put out flyers. You know, we're going to have a coffee at Starbucks. See, people, we're going to start a men's group. What people say or, that's like, they're embarrassed. That's like kind of lame to put out I, a flyer. Yeah, I think, well, what, however you do it, then text them. Or go to church, get in line with a church or go, like if you're suffering with grief, go to a grief share therapy group. They're free. Or if you have an addiction, go to a 12 steps group. They're all over. The addiction hotline network. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's the only person standing in your way is yourself and you're scared. You're scared of owning your feeling, but until you can own it you're going to be trapped in the fear. So basically, the way out is to acknowledge it and to say, okay, I'm scared. I own this. I feel I feel, you know, like I'm an outcast or whatever it is. What can I do? Well, you have to start small. You have to have basically two people who will join you for a coffee. Hmm. But that is not hard to do because there's so many people that are lonely and disconnected. What 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 about the people who said I went out and I tried to hang out with people and get coffee and they stabbed me in my back, they betrayed me. The new people I added in my life were the the, the same ones who hurt me. How would you address people who make those? Then friends? I think what that was is that you went back to people, you went back to your unhealthy situation mm. instead of looking and taking a risk with trying new people. Mm. You may have to try a different nationality. Mm. You may have to try. And that's scary. Like you guys are black. I'm white. If I go to a black area, I have to, I have to be like, I have to be okay. I have to be courageous enough that, you know, I'm, I need help with my soul and I'm going like I go to a lot of the black churches because they are so full. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. they get the message again. They're they're there to for what I'm there for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not there to hear this plastic yeah. stuff. They yeah. don't want to be, you know, you might never be prosperous. Yeah, you yeah. may never get that yeah, car yeah, you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You may have to start at the bottom yeah. Yeah. and just be humble again. And I love I love the black churches for that. Mm-hmm. And I go there for that. Yeah. And I have I have made so many wonderful family and friends with that. Yeah. And I don't see that in the white churches, yeah. mm. quite honestly. The majority of them. Mm. I might not have gone to the right ones, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I know where I'm comfortable. 
Mm. What black church you go to, man? Yeah. Huh? I go to quite a few. I go to um the Baptist one down by U of H. I really what? Yeah. We the Baptists? Yeah. Woo. Well, I'm not Baptist, but I yeah, love yeah. Yeah. I love those people, and they're so like I can go to their houses now. Oh yeah, right, yeah. Reverend Crosby go. He go. Yeah, he'll yeah. He'll get it right. Yeah. Mm. Well, oh, you know him. I don't yeah. know him personally. Yeah. 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 We know yeah. one of the uh, the refs. Yeah. 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 That's great. So in. So first and foremost, just thank you so much yes, for your no, time. Well, we, thank you. I know you. the people are absolutely loving uh, every single minute of the wisdom that you're pouring out to them. So in closing, halfway through the year, person is struggling, finding healthy friendships, healthy relationships, just struggling with emotional, mental health. Like what advice will you give them to not just help them just make it through the year, but help them prosper throughout the year. Okay, well, this is what I do. It does involve some um, social media, but I go to the Facebook events page. Mm -hmm. And I look, the other night I went at that um, Thurman um, Light uh, sculpture at Rice University. Mm -hmm. They had a yoga out on the lawn. Now, I don't do yoga, (laughs) but I did that night. There Mm -hmm. were like 238 people interested in going, yeah. probably 75 showed up. Wow. And I knew everyone there was invested in their making their bodies better, restoring calm, breathing. I'm into that. Yeah. And so I went and I met four really neat people. And we awesome. ended up just talking out under the stars that night. <laughs> and I'm not a socialite. I'm kind of an introvert and shy. So if I can do something like that, I know other people can. And it was free. So you, you found know? something that was that you were interested in that you yes. knew could give you the right energy and then you surround those people and surround yourself with the right people that y'all had that exactly. same alignment. Exactly. Exactly. Go higher. You know, yeah. invest yourself in a volunteer, or, you know, whether it's Habitat for Humanity or whatever it is. Go to a soup kitchen and offer mm. to help. You're going to meet other people and at least in something like that, you kind of know that some value aligns. You want to find your husband, you better go to rice and yoga. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know about a husband. I, there weren't a lot of guys yeah, there, you guys. I'm telling you, I went yoga one time and there wasn't a lot of guys. Man, hey, man, come yeah. on, fan. That was, really? That was, I, w- I went with a girl. Oh, okay. I didn't go. Was it recent? Yeah. No, I wasn't recent. Okay. It was there was like, a yoga mass that I did mm-hmm. at a Catholic church um, out on the east side, and it was really fascinating. Mm. I, I couldn't, the dichotomy of doing mass and yoga, yeah. like the downward dog was just yeah, too that's weird wild. for yeah, me. Yeah, that's wild. But it was good, too. And I met people after that. So I do activities because I'm an active person, and I that's how I want to meet people. That's awesome. There you go. So for the people, the new people who don't have your information that want to reach out to you that really were impacted and touched by the podcast, how can they find you? How can they connect? The easiest way is just to go to my website, and that's Mary, M-A-R-Y, Joe, J-O, and Rapini, R-A-P-I-N-I.com. And I'm always looking for Ask Mary Joe questions So for my segment at Fox. So if anybody wants to send a question, the directions are there. 
Thank you so much. Man, well, just, thank you guys. I I just love you guys, and I <laughs> hope you don't get tattoos. <laughs> I, I would really be disappointed. You, you, I mean, you sound yeah. just like my mother. Yes, well, <laughs> see, like that's why because I, it just really you yeah. you have the you have everything you need. Right yes, ma'am. Now. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yes. So as I shared at the beginning of the podcast, this is Hafiz. Crystal Show, baby. Mary Jo Rapini. And we are the roommates, guys. Let Mary Jo know how amazing she is, how yes, thankful yes. you are for having her here. You guys know how we get down. Send her emails, send her messages, Twitter, Instagram, whatever way you want to communicate with her. Please, guys, reach out to her. We don't, I've told you guys, I don't want the messages anymore. I want our guests, our fellow roommates to get these messages so they can be encouraged and uplifted because that's what makes them want to come back and that's what gives them the motivation to know that they're doing good work in this world yep. continue guys to, if you're on iTunes go ahead and throw a rating share 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 comment on SoundCloud yep. we love you guys we appreciate you with the roommates and adios